And here are your homeroom announcements. Yo, what's good, everyone? Welcome back to Sunny School of the Podcast, episode 13, where we're talking, if you think you're lonely now, wait until tonight, girl. All right, we're talking loneliness. We're talking that feeling that we get when it is a physical being. It could be an internal being, an emotional being, whatever that is. We're going to kind of unpack it. I am not a therapist. I am not a psychiatrist, nor am I a psychologist. I am none of those people. I am just a regular girl who likes to talk through my problems sometimes. So if it doesn't make sense to you, that's cool. I encourage you to do your own research, you know, and kind of figure out different things. Now, in this episode, there are so many things I wanted to like research and be able to bring it to play. But I hope that like I don't know any doctors around me in like psychology or like sociology or things like that, like human minds and behaviors and things like that. So I wasn't necessarily able to kind of get my hands on someone who could get come on the show and talk to us about it. But as of now, we're just going to use this as hood therapy for us to kind of just talk about some of the things that triggers us. Why are we lonely? What is the differences between being a loner, being lonely and being alone? Like, what does that look like? What does it sound like? Um, you know, just kind of walking and talking our way through that. So stay tuned. Can't wait for you guys to check out this episode, episode 13. If you think you're lonely now, play my intro. Mm-hmm. It's sunny school. Now it's time to start class. And don't be late before I will get on your... Oh, life lessons with every session, keeping it real. I'm packing the truth so we can help each other heal. Trash talking with a whole lot of sass. Don't forget your pen and paper because it's time to start this class. Well, you know, it's a podcast. Yo, what's good, class? Welcome back to Sunny School Podcast, episode 13. If you think you're lonely now. Ooh, okay. Okay, so first and foremost... Let me start by telling you guys that, of course, I've had this episode written for about two weeks now, probably longer than that to keep it 100 with you. But for some strange reason, like, I don't know how other creatives are, but like, I have to be in a creative space for me to feel like I can put on my best work. So I was sitting here for the longest, like, eh, eh, I can't really do if you think you're lonely now. You just spent the whole week with your family for Thanksgiving. Like, you happy now. You not lonely now. You so happy. Me so happy. Me feel so good. But then I had to think about, you should have recorded this before you left. Then I'm like, no, you should record this while you're at home. And I'm like, eh, no, record this when you get back to Atlanta so when you're like a little lonely again. And I'm like, you know what? There's literally no perfect time because the feeling can come over. The feeling can come Whatever thing comes. Of course, sometimes, you know, you put out your best music or like how artists put out their best music when they go through a breakup or when they just went through some super hard moments, they put it all into their music and stuff. And I like to think of that as like my creative process, creative process with me into my podcast. I like to be in the feeling like whatever it is that I'm talking about at the time is how I'm feeling or how I've deeply felt and conquered at some degree. But what I can say is about this episode right now, right now, as we're experiencing or we're talking about loneliness, there's spurts of loneliness that come over me at times. So it isn't necessarily something that always lives with me or always encompasses my space. It isn't necessarily that. There's moments where like I may be just really feeling that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, for example, like um for 
for example, when I was at Norfolk State, like towards my last, uh, that last semester, I, it was just like this huge feeling of loneliness that was casted on me. Although I was surrounded by people who loved me and who I loved back. You know what I'm saying? But I just felt like, you know, alone. You know what I'm saying? So in this episode, we're going to break down what I feel like is probably one of the easier ways to kind of like expound upon this, this topic, this, <laughs> am I trying to say topic or subject? Like, sis, what are you, what are you, what are you, what are you saying? But either way, so I broke it down, right? Into different little like feelings or different like segments of loneliness, right? So loan, L-O-N-E, the subject be, of being alone is broken down into different ways. So how I did that was to be alone, right? In the physical space of being alone. I am in a space by myself with no other person occupying my space. I am physically alone. Um, <clears throat> I wouldn't really know how I could use this figuratively. Um, basically, like, let's say, for instance, like, if you're maybe, if you only speak English, but you're in a room full of Japanese people, you know, uh, who only speak Japanese, you know, so you're kind of like, eh, well, granted, I'm surrounded by all these people, but nobody gets me. So yet here I am again alone. You know what I'm saying? So y'all got to work with me. So it's going to be physical. And then it's going to be like this emotional figurative thing where I am at my birthday party or I'm at my baby shower. Yet I feel alone. None of my other friends are going through this pregnancy with me. None of none of my family can necessarily relate. You know what I'm saying? So so. So bear with me, guys, okay? So in, in the state of being alone, right, which is sector one, sector one is to be alone, whether that is being physical, emotional, or figurative, right? Now we move on to sector two, being a loner, right? So a loner is a person who enjoys being alone, enjoys, and we can't necessarily break that down into maybe a physical space. Some people may emotionally like to be alone or mentally like to be alone or not have to have worry about other things. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying these people are selfish, but you know, can th that may be a part of it. You know what I'm saying? Where they're kind of consumed in self, you know what I'm saying? So a loner, like I, I want to be a loner. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not saying I want to be in life. I'm just giving you guys examples. So a loner, right? I enjoy being able to spend time alone. I enjoy spending, spending majority of my time alone. It doesn't kill me one way or another to live life physically alone or to be alone or I prefer my alone time more than being social. Or if there was a ratio to like, you know, you know how that, that question they ask you like when you guys are doing job interviews, do you work better as a team or do you work better alone, right? So what do you guys say? Because I always say both, like I always say both. Like I can get the job done on my own alone. I can focus and, and work towards a goal, but I enjoy working with people. So on my loner scale, I prefer to be more social or more in tune or interactive with people. However, I do enjoy my alone time. Ooh, look at me hitting y'all with all these definitions and sight words. These are some good, that's what Zion calls his word sight words. These are some good vocabulary terms for you guys. We shall have a vocab quiz after this, but okay, stay with me. Sector two, like I said, we're still talking about the, the loner, right? So this person prefers alone time 
or this person may prefer to work alone in a group. This person may prefer alone time a lot more than time with being social with other people or family or, you know, they, they may prefer to set the bar alone versus go and grab drinks with other people. We're still doing the same things. I just prefer to do them by myself. And that is okay. So that's our loner, right? Sector three is the state of loneliness, right? So loneliness is a feeling. It is it. I did I did do some research on that. I wish I would have the definition in front of me, but maybe I'll use that later or bring it up in a, a later segment. But loneliness is a feeling. It's a state. It, it's an emotional attachment to the feeling of being alone, right? So you may be going through a moment or an experience of loneliness. However, you are not alone. You get what I'm saying? Or you may not prefer to be a loner, but you may be going through a moment of loneliness. You know, can a loner feel loneliness? Absolutely. Do they feel it more often than an average person who may enjoy people's company? Maybe not so much. You get what I'm saying? But they are entitled to feel loneliness. Can someone who, who is physically alone feel loneliness? Absolutely. You're physically alone. Although you may not feel feel emotionally attached to the loneliness or the alone time or space that you have, you still are entitled to feel loneliness, right? So loneliness is a feeling that can be felt for any anybody, right? So the loner can feel it, being alone can feel it, even like not even being alone, but like, ugh, what, what was that? So the loner can feel loneliness in addition to the person who is alone, right? And for the person who is alone, may not physically be alone. They may internally be alone, but they also can experience loneliness. So I hope, I hope you guys are like with me. Like I said, I just want to tell you, <laughs> woo, that was a mouthful, right? I kind of like, you know what's crazy? I wrote all of this and I didn't write it in detail the way I just explained it. That, that kind of literally just came off the cuff. I wrote maybe like two minutes worth of explanation for both of these because I was like, eh. You know, maybe I can just like talk about it and then they'll get it. And literally, I feel like I have out, I've impressed myself. I've outdone myself because I didn't know that the explanation would have been able to be that that clear. But I guess it's so clear because I spent so much time kind of like working on it or feeling like I needed to be in this super sad alone space to deliver this episode. And literally, I forced myself right now to do this, like forced myself because I'm like jazz. You have so much, I always refer to myself as jazz. So that's just my thing. Like, Sunny, yay, that's my vibe. That's my steez. But like, oh, I'm everybody, I'm, but I'm really jazz. I'm Sunny. Ah, I'm everybody. But either way, I'm had to kind of like sit down and force myself to really push this out. And I'm like, what is your reservations for this episode? Like, Jesus Christ. Like, you know, I will say that like prior to me going home for Thanksgiving break, oh God. Oh, God, I literally spent a whole week at home. I left on a Sunday. We came back on a Sunday. And when I say that week was so well needed, it doesn't even, I was like literally on on the brink. I was on my wits end. You hear me? So that week was so much. Oh, my God, it was so necessary for me because I was going through a moment of loneliness. Like I, I was going through all three of these sectors, right? So I am physically alone. And um, I would say I'm physically alone. Or this is what really inclined me to write this episode is because, you know, we have to know our triggers, right? 
So, and that's something also we're going to kind of expound upon, but in using my experiences to kind of relate to you guys, like I felt all of these feelings in different ways in my life. Like I felt them internally. I felt them emotionally. I felt them figuratively, physically. I've been the loner. I'm alone. Typically I'm not a loner, but I am physically alone. I am emotionally and mentally alone. You know what I'm saying? And then also to have experienced loneliness. So like, to kind of just go back to what I was saying in reference to like me before I left for Thanksgiving, you guys know like I'm from Richmond, Virginia. I moved to Atlanta and I'm out here in Atlanta by myself. So I came out here by myself. I'm probably going to leave by myself, you know, if I ever leave or wherever I recommute to or if this is my home or who knows. I don't know right now. Okay. Okay. So, um, but I came out here alone. Um, so far as family, I have a blood cousin who's out here who also came out here alone. Um, and that's about that. So she's about 20 minutes from me, which is cool. I have a line sister who stays out here. Um, a few other people who, you know, some friends from college, uh, college, what was that? Some friends from college. Um, and a few other familiar people where, you know, if it got really, really ugly where I could kind of depend on them, but I kind of can't because I ain't, I didn't depend on them on my way up here. You feel, I'm in my way down here. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like, if you ain't housed me on my way down here, you won't feeding me day in and day out on my way down here. You won't helping me with this and a third. Not to say that I would have needed all of that, but like it, it wasn't a crutch. It wasn't a handicap. It was not a handicap. Mm, maybe I'm taking it too far. It wasn't, I'd had no resources basically. Right. So, of course, if it boils down to it and I need somebody, there's people here I need. I've created a, a family out here with my coworkers who I know will hold me down through whatever. But even still, basically, I am alone. I am alone figuratively. So far as like being from Richmond out here, a lot of people can't really relate because I have people from Virginia, but not a lot of people from back at home, which Virginia is cool. You know, what I'm saying uh, that suffices. But. And even like something as small as like my slang or something as interesting as like the way I talk or um, I was playing this Richmond artist called Trap Ties Kai um, a few months ago. Right. And when I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> he was like, what is this? And I was like, oh, this this my shit like this Trap Ties Kai. What you mean? What is this? Like Richmond artist. Right. And he's like, Ugh. and I just was like. Damn, like, that's crazy because I thought, bro, was fire. Like, you hear me? Like, fire. And granted, it may not have been mainstream or it may not have been something that you're familiar with, but I thought Buddy was fire. So I'm like, damn, like, that's different. Or, like, sometimes, like, I be saying that jump or, like, just di- different things that can kind of cause you to just kind of feel like, remind you that you're alone. Or especially, which has happened for me, holidays, right? So daylight savings have came not too long ago where it's getting darker outside where like normally I would spend a lot of time at work, you know, so the sun go down, sun will go down roughly till about like seven, seven thirty. So you have so much more of your day or just feels like, you know, you're more prone to want to be outside and be active and be social, you know, but it's like, and now it's getting darker outside. Now I'm finna just go in a crib. And when I go in a crib, I'm finna be in a crib by myself. You know, or even if um, my roommate is here, we we don't really talk like that. You know what I'm saying? So here I am physically in a space by myself. And when I say a space, I could mean Atlanta. I could mean Georgia. I could mean, you know, my apartment complex. I could be my physical apartment. I am alone right now. So if I'm talking to somebody, it's, it's y'all or um, it's to my damn self at this point and my three other personalities. You know what I'm saying? So... Physically, I'm alone. 
physically I'm alone. Like sometimes like there's these times where you want to occupy some other, you want to occupy the space of other people without even having to say anything. Like when me and my sister were growing up or even when my sister and my brother were growing up, like when we had that house, um, the house was so much larger than our apartment that we came from that we, that we created alone time. You know what I'm saying? Whereas like in the apartment, it wasn't with so much space to really create alone time. My sister's always up, up under my mom. My brother's always in the room by himself. You know what I'm saying? And I'm always, who knows where I am? You know what I'm saying? So it's like when we moved to the house, it's like my sister could be upstairs in her room. I could be upstairs in my room or downstairs in my room at the time. Shoot, Pinky and Rajay could be at the house for all we know. My mom could be in her room. But everybody is in their own little world alone, but we're not alone. You feel what I'm saying? So sometimes I do desperately yearn for that feeling, for that space, that you know what I'm saying? Just to kind of like be in a safe space alone, but I'm in an alone space alone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So just kind of knowing what type of feeling do you have in reference to your loneliness? You know what I'm saying? Is it, do you just wish you had somebody to talk to? You know, do you wish that like you could just invite somebody over? You could sit right here on the couch. I could go in my room and go to sleep and just feel comfortable knowing that you're here or something as small as like, you know, you're cooking dinner. We don't necessarily have to chat. You know, you could cook that and I could be on the couch watching TV or reading a book. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes we want to be alone mentally or emotionally, but not physically. And that is something that I have been missing in my tenure here in Atlanta. Like, you know, where I am mentally alone, I already feel like I'm emotionally kind of alone in reference to like, you know, the things that I'm trying to accomplish and how other people can relate to me. But then also to I'm physically alone, you know, so that is something that I do aim to kind of feel better about. But also, too, for anybody who also may be feeling that way, you're not the only person. So everything that glitters is not gold. And thinking that other people always got this shit. Oh, they're in the house full of people. They're in the house full of family members. Or they got a whole entourage. But you can have all these people around you, but that doesn't mean that that's going to fix the loneliness that you may feel inside. You know what I'm saying? Feeling like you can't relate to somebody. That's an emotional loneliness. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a feeling that nobody else can relate to. There's been moments I felt that. I want to be a freaking TV director. Who around me is a black woman who comes from where I come from that's tangible, accessible, that's a, that's a TV director? I don't know these people. You know what I'm saying? So, like, let alone people who can help me even get there. You know what I'm saying? So, I could feel in my career or emotionally that I'm alone in that retrospect. You know, you got people out here doing the regular jobs. Like, you know, you got nurses. You got, uh, I don't know, sociology people. Like, I don't know. Um, people, social workers, um, people work at the bank, you know, um, childcare, teachers, educators, like all these regular schmegular degular jobs that I just chose not to go on the field of. Not that I wouldn't be good, but that's just, that's just not my desire. You know what I'm saying? So, so now I'm alone trying to circumnavigate my way through my career because it's not a popular career, nor is it a career that everybody understands and can seize. Boom. You feel what I'm saying? So there goes loneliness emotionally like, or within your career, things that you're trying to reach tangibly. I've always had people around me. I love my family, my friends. Everybody knows that. But that doesn't necessarily fix that, that, that space or that desire of loneliness. Not desire, but that feeling of loneliness that you may have not being able to relate to someone. You feel what I'm saying? And then also, too, man, look at me. Giving y'all what needs to be given. God, hell on a roll. No, really, like the loneliness, 
this episode really, really opened my eyes to so many things because, like I said, there's so many different factors of, of feeling these ways. You know what I'm saying? So we went over the figurative way. We went over emotionally and stuff like that or not necessarily being able to, like, relate to somebody. But then also feeling loneliness and singleness. Oh, I'm about to take it there. I'm about to take it there. You know what I'm saying? Feeling loneliness and, like, and not having companionship or maybe something as similar to, like, what I kind of mentioned earlier not just being able to kind of share ideas or share things intimately with somebody. And when I say intimately, I don't necessarily always mean sex. You know what I'm saying? Like there's lots of ways to be intimate with someone without being sex, but not being able to go that deep with someone. You know what I'm saying? Or even still, I have ways and feelings that I do go deep like that with people, like my good friends, my sister, you know, my best friend, my homegirls, like and stuff like that, my homeboys and stuff like that. But then also too, it's like, eh, that's not the deepness I'm trying to go. <laughs> I'm not trying to, I mean, damn, like, you know what I'm saying? I can sit here and open up to you, may shed a tear or two to you, but you're not going to rub my thigh when I'm sad or my back or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't hope that this turns into something. You know, that, that's a, now that is a feeling of, of singleness and the loneliness. You feel me? Like, not being able to be held or, or on sad days, you know, not having to unpack that on, to the same people who may have already, who may have companionship in your life, right? Because you got people around you who can fulfill those voids, but they may have their own companionship, which is this other factor or this other sector of loneliness is that you could have all the right people around you, but just not have it in, in the one capacity that you feel like it has a void. Damn, I'm on my shit today. I don't know what's came over me today. Okay? So... These are just all ways that I, I say that there's different ways to feel loneliness. You know what I'm saying? Like, we kind of went over it. Loneliness, you can feel it physically by physically not having a safe space, physically not be, feeling comfortable, physically not being around people or a space or environment that brings you comfort, warmth, or understanding. You know what I'm saying? Like, you may feel alone in that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Whether you and your roommate got beef, you and, your, you and the person you live with can't stand each other, y'all upstairs, downstairs, but physically you are, you share space alone. You know what I'm saying? And then you could have it emotionally where you feel like you could be around all the people you love, you love or people who love you back and want what's best for you, but they just don't understand you maybe 100% or don't understand your method or your way about trying to, trying to go and get it. You know what I'm saying? They may offer advice that it's kind of unsolicited. It's kind of like, well, this wasn't really helpful. <laughs> I appreciate you. But this didn't really help me. You know what I'm saying? Nor this isn't the route or the conversation I'm trying to have. Like, you're misunderstanding it. So you can have loneliness in those feelings. You know what I'm saying? Or you could choose to be a loner where you you prefer to be alone. You could prefer to not want to in, indulge with other people or to share those spaces with other people. Like, you want to be alone. And it may be the opposite where you can't be alone. You know what I'm saying? You may prefer to be a loner to go to a new city or new state or new town or go to college or go to the military or go do whatever experience it is that you need to do alone, but you may not be able to afford to live alone or you may not be able to afford to up and move out of state or up and be somewhere else. Like you may not be able to afford your own meals and you may not be able to afford to not live under someone's roof. That is also a state of loneliness. So, whoo, hope you guys kind of understand it all. So I'm going to get into class participation where I did ask the class a few questions. And then I also did a recess segment. So I wanted to be able to get like some live bites of people being able to kind of give you guys advice on how to go about loneliness. But 
before I kind of go into class participation, um, I did want to kind of like, we broke up the sectors of loneliness, right? Being alone, being a loner, and then actual feeling of loneliness, right? But then also too, I wanted to make sure that we kind of like, some of the things I mentioned earlier were knowing when those moments come. I mentioned how daylight savings coming around. You know what I'm saying? Like it's getting darker outside. So it's like, oh, fuck, do I have to go in the house? I don't want to be in the house. It's like, I don't want to be alone in the house, but it's like, I don't want to be in the space of, of somebody I don't really care to share a space with. You know, it's just like, uh, fuck, 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 fuck. I don't want to sit in the office and just sit and be alone. I don't, like, I have nowhere to go to be alone. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, fuck, I'm, now I'm a loner who wants to be alone, who don't want to be alone, who's just all over the fucking place, right? So that is one of the things that we kind of, like, discussed in that. But then also, too, making sure that we understand our triggers for these things. Why, 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 why is this being called? And I think I just repeated myself, but that's okay because I do that, right? At least I, admitting it's the first step. Admitting is the first step. But either way, figuring out your exact triggers. So what is your triggers for you being alone? Or what, is it, what are some of the triggers for people who, who choose to be alone, right? Um, I would say in that, and I just wrote down a couple things, but I also would want, you know, you guys to kind of share and stuff like that or just... To self-reflect. Like, this could be a self-reflection assignment. So, self-reflection assignment one is, what are your triggers for when you're alone? Right? What are your physical triggers for when you're alone? I know me, I would say the idle time is the devil's playground. So, there's times where I'm alone, and I could either use that time to be great or use that time to not do shit. And sometimes I really be using it to not do shit. Now, in this moment, I'm alone. And I'm using it productively, right? I'm using it because I'm recording. But there are other moments where I literally sit and do nothing or sit and do something that, that's going to prone me to do nothing. <laughs> so figuring out that trigger. And if you know that in moments like that where you cannot physically be alone, then go do something productive. Meaning if you're getting off work and you know you ain't, you ain't about to do nothing but go in the house and hop on Instagram and look at your ex page or stalk your ex or or go leave nasty comments under the shade room or whatever you choose to do, you know what I'm saying, in your alone time, make, why don't you go put some gas in your car? Or you know you got to go grocery shopping, like why don't you go knock something out or take some time to go do something so that way that idle time doesn't form into bad habits. And then I will also say sometimes with being alone, a trigger can be forcing yourself to be around other people un- unwarrantedly. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you don't have to be around other people to get over alone time. Maybe take a ride, listen to some music, you know, try a new restaurant, like go try, go, you got $15 on you, man, go get you a drink at the bar or something like that. Or go buy yourself something from the Nike store on discount. I don't know, something, go do something, go do something, you know what I'm saying? So, or if you're going to be, or spend that time alone, why don't you try it with a healthy habit? You know what I'm saying? So like I said, maybe go cook or you can wash some clothes, put away some clothes. But just making sure that when you're alone that you make the most of that time instead of getting in your head or instead of like feeling like, you know, you don't want to physically be here in this space. You'll drive yourself crazy. Now, what I would say a trigger is for being a loner is finding happiness and not being around other people. Now, there's just not a time in the world where you can live your whole life alone. You know what I'm saying? You could try very, very closely. But even if now in the virtual world, right, with when it comes to paying bills, when it comes to like, you know, associating with other people, like that's a must. We've all realized that how much or how important that is in the year of COVID, right? So 
kind of making sure that you don't get into a space where although you prefer to be alone or although you prefer to kind of march to the beat of your own drum, that it doesn't hinder you from wanting to share space with other people or in turn being forced to share space with other people because there are going to be moments where you're going to have to be forced, whether that's going to work, whether that's doing a report for something, whether that's hopping on a bus, interacting with a bank teller, purchasing groceries, uh, you know, at a grocery store. You're going to have to have some type of interaction with people. And even if you choose to do that inside, there's still going to be some sort of interaction with other people. So kind of just not getting so, so set on always wanting to be alone that you turn down plans to be around other people because you feel like you have to be alone. You don't always have to be like that. There are moments where you can enjoy other people's company and enjoy other people's space. You know what I'm saying? And still... Practice majority of your time being alone. So, and then also too, it's not forming anxiety while being too social. So where that's kind of where like being a loner, I feel like backfires where now you're so comfortable with being alone or not wanting to share space that when you are forced to share spaces, you are extremely uncomfortable. So I feel like there's ways that we can kind of cope with that. And if that means that kind of forcing yourself, not forcing yourself, but taking on new opportunities for you to step out and go out more then that's what you should do. You know what I'm saying? So I would say triggers now for loneliness, which is that emotional state or that feeling of sadness over happiness or that feeling of being alone mentally, that feeling of being alone emotionally or figuratively is choosing happiness over your sadness, right? So there are going to be moments where, we, where we're alone. There are going to be moments where we're, we're feeling loneliness, you know? And in my moments, I call my friends, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to check on my mom. I got my pulse check alarm. So I encourage you guys, you know, reverting back to episode four, grateful. Well, I got my three alarms. I got my prayer alarm, my grateful alarm, and my pulse check alarm. Set an alarm for the times where you know you may be lonely the most, like at nighttime or, you know, uh, I don't know, like set an alarm to watch a chick flick, you know, to make you feel a little more better. I don't know. Or set an alarm to check on somebody. Set an alarm to call somebody, FaceTime somebody, like, you know, do something for the week of this week. You're doing you're, everybody, your contacts, you hit hitting the A's up and the next week you may hit all the B's up. You know what I'm saying? The, the C's or whoever, like just finding different ways to kind of like incorporate spaces of not loneliness into your life. And then also knowing how to fix your triggers. You know what I'm saying? So if you know that like the holidays are coming up and there's moments and stuff where you're going to miss your family and you don't have the means to save, to do whatever it is with family, schedule a Zoom FaceTime or Zoom FaceTime. Schedule a Zoom meeting or a, a family FaceTime where every Thursday, you know what I'm saying, like we hop on a call for like an hour. You know what I'm saying? I have different groups that help me get through my loneliness. I have an insecure group. We chat in the night at 830. So we watch Insecure and then we hop on group FaceTime and talk about it. And it literally helps my night go by. You know what I'm saying? Every time I be mad sometimes because they'll be hopping on and shit like that. But I'm like, "Uh uh-uh. But like that really helps the day go by. It helps you look look forward to something. Picking up new habits. Like if in those spaces or times or moments where you're going to be alone, Maybe do a workout for like 30 minutes or do yoga for 30 minutes or put on an album, you know, and get something done productive. Like put away some clean clothes, wash some clothes, cook dinner while listening to an album that makes you happy or one of your albums that you ain't listened to since middle school. You know what I'm saying? So kind of finding ways to incorporate it. I have a family group chat. I, it got to a point where I would hate not being able to communicate things to my brother the same way I could communicate to my sister or the same way I communicate to my mom. You know what I'm saying? So let me F that. We're about to create a family group chat. 
Put something funny in the family group chat. Throw back Thursday. Put a picture in there. Like, start something or a video. Like, this mom. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, fun stuff. Like, social media can be fun as well. So just knowing our triggers or the things that kind of make us sad. If you know that, like, you know, when you are sad, sometimes you want to be held or you want to be loved or whatever, hop on blind dating, speed dating. You know what I'm saying? I've looked it up before. I would happily go on a blind date. I would happily go on a speed date. I will happily go on a date like shit. And I don't, I, I hope that didn't sound desperate because it's, it's not meant to be like that, but it's like, I love meeting people. I love people. I love being social. So why not? Like challenge yourself, put yourself out there, like do something different. Like, you know, plan something with your coworkers. Like, Hey guys, let's go eat drinks or something like shit. Some, you know, something, you know, there, there's, there are positive things that can be done instead of sitting in your idle time, soaking, being sad or not knowing what triggers those times. Like, you know, we know an anniversary of a passion is coming up. Let's do something to prepare ourselves. Like, let's probably get a massage so we can relax. Like, maybe, you know, if you know you're going to need a bottle of wine or a carton of ice cream be handy to help you get over this breakup moment or this moment of someone passing or whatever the sad moments is, but just kind of like acknowledge, acknowledging them, talking about them, and then finding positive ways. So if that means that we have to write in our journal express it by having a platform like this and it's with a podcast like literally this is therapy for me like I literally just sat here and killed what like 30 something minutes already just chatting about loneliness and in ways that I've had to learn how to get over it myself you know taking walks like inviting coworkers to come out or do something like not to say that that's always gonna work you know what I'm saying there's also moments too where let's never forget we can we can fill these voids with other things but then also to making sure that we're comfortable within ourselves and knowing our triggers right so here I am miss single and this is gonna be an episode all in itself like me being single and why is it so hard for me today I'm not exactly sure um we're gonna have to do like a murder like a murder mystery type of episode on this because I don't know <laughs> where love died around me either but we're going to have to find her and wake that hoe up, okay? But even still, like, if knowing in, in your singleness that there's moments like, damn, like, the holidays finna come up, everybody finna, everybody finna get proposed, dude. It's about to be this, is then the third going on. People got to have baby announcements. You know what I'm saying? People don't eat loped out of nowhere and family coming together. And y'all playing family games and all this stuff like that. If I know that that's a trigger, then what, what is something that I can do to help fix that? Outside of the fact that I'm going home to see my family, you know, being um, proactive and putting in my time, being proactive and make you know getting my um my travel arrangements together. But then also just thinking about ways that I can bring our family closer while we're here, making the most of these times while you're around other people. So while you're not experiencing loneliness or experiencing time alone, making the most of your time while you're around other people. So don't get around other people and be a fucking Grinch. That is so whack. Like bitter, bitter Bertha. Don't get around other people being a Grinch. Like, have fun. You may not know what this moment... I didn't want to go to work today. Goddamn. But I had to. And in going to work today, I had a couple conversations with a few coworkers. Hee hee ha ha. A couple people made me laugh. Hee hee ha ha. And I got through the day. For eight hours, I was able to get through the day. You know what I'm saying? So making the most of uh, the moments or the times what you're gonna, when you're going to be out. You know, I think that is also helpful. And then also to like... Making sure that you check in on people. You know what I'm saying? So if you're knowing that someone's going through something around a moment or a time, you know what I'm saying? It never hurts to just send someone a red heart. You know what I'm saying? Or just checking in, hoping hoping all is well, calling on people. You know what I'm saying? Doing stuff like that. So I think figuring out our triggers is the first step. You know what I'm saying? And then also, also 
not turning down opportunities for us to expand upon those. You know what I'm saying? So if people invite you out, it may be some corny people. You may not necessarily want to go. There's so many times where I want to renege on plans that I've, that I've made. Literally, literally 85%, I would say 80% of my life, I want to renege on plans that I've already made. Shit, my birthday party, I threw this big birthday bash. You guys know episode 10, it's my party. By the time that was getting close, I was just like, man, I'm ready for this shit to be over. I don't even want to, uh, I don't even want to do this birthday job no more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like, and that was like one of the best birthdays I've ever had in my entire life. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, you can just get close to moments and like, don't be a prude. Like, don't be a Grinch. Like, you know, have fun. Enjoy the moments. Like, it may be moments where you went out and, and you'd be like, well, this won't so bad. I'm happy I did this. So I'm happy we sat outside the office and talked for an hour and, and I checked on this person and it made me feel better about my next hour going into the house. You know what I'm saying? So just making sure we check in on each other. We know we're knowing our triggers and that we're working to replace idle alone time where our minds can wander with something positive. So if you only did one positive thing today or two positive things today, you may not have been able to get everything off your to-do list today. You had seven things on your to-do list and you only got three done today. Shout out to you for getting three done. You know what I'm saying? So not putting so much pressure on ourselves and stuff like that to feel like it all has to make sense. Like, no, take your time. You know what I'm saying? Become, become one with your thoughts and get your mind right. Figure out what's your trigger. Figure out what's causing you these problems and work towards getting something positive done. So, woo, that's basically it for class. Now we're about to get right into class participation where I asked you guys some questions on loneliness. So I think I asked you guys like four questions. And um, of course, I'm going to share what it is that you guys said. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and get into class participation. So stay tuned. Class participation, class participation, class participation. Hey, class participation. All right, guys, we're back here, class participation. And you guys know it's one of my favorite parts ever. So I asked you guys like four questions in class participation on this episode. And um, question one, so let's go to just get straight into it. Question one was, what advice would you give to someone who is lonely or suffering through loneliness? And some of the responses we got. Let's see. Jazz and Jay says, help me, sis. It's okay. We're here to help. A underscore nine says, it's only a phase. You will come out of this better, but never sit in your loneliness. Play music, journal, etc. Because if you aren't careful, it would definitely suck you in. And that's when depression creeps in. So I'm with you on all of that. So we don't want to sit and bask in our loneliness. You know what I'm saying? Like, Play music, journal, do different things that can occupy your mind in a positive space. Katia Vinoy underscore says, woo, that's a hard one. I know, sis. That's why I'm asking y'all. <laughs> Aunt Unlimited says, there's something deeper than loneliness. Sometimes when you're in your own space, it's the best time. And I want, I'm going to save that for my ending notes on this episode, but I mirror everything that he says. Viva La underscore Kia says, learn to love yourself. Shit, since you're so lonely, that is. <laughs> and I said that like you because I said it like me because that's how we talk. If you go sit in this time to be alone by yourself, at least try and find something that may be positive that you love about yourself. You know what I'm saying? So admire your body, like admire your beauty, admire yourself. And then to add to that, we have another one that she had said, masturbate. I know that sounds crazy as hell. Like, if you're under 18, you probably shouldn't. I mean, you're exploring your... Yeah, fuck. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I kind of got myself into, like, a clusterfuck just, just now. But 
Hey, do what you got to do, bro. Whether that's with your your right, left, a uh, couple finger, a toy. Do something. Get something. Enjoy. Like, play. Like, play. Have fun. <laughs> Go do what the fuck ever. But, I mean, hey, it'll take a load off for sure. We're all grown here. This is an adult class. I told you this is not your traditional classroom. So, appreciate you for that. And thank you for being bold enough to say that and not being scary to say that. Like, fuck it. Do you. Niggas doing it. Behind closed doors for show anyway. Um, Ambitious Girl says, find an outlet so you're not dwelling on that feeling. I definitely agree. And whether your outlet is a physical space, your outlet is a person, your outlet is a hobby, like we've mentioned before. Something, working out. I know so many people who found so much joy in working out and just letting that shit off. Like You know what I'm saying? Naturally underscore so radiant says, take initiative to explore where the gaps are. And what created them back to taking accountability and ownership and knowing what your triggers are, like what got you here and that the only way to get to it is to go through it. You know what I'm saying? So thank you for that. Um, SSPOOL says it's okay to feel that way. It is okay to feel lonely. I couldn't mirror that even more. That's perfectly fine. Feel it, understand it, address it, and let's move on. Big Moody says learn a craft. That's super good. Back to our hobbies. Getting into something. I know so many people during quarantine, bro, have picked up so many new crafts that can save them so many moments, so, so much money and time being able to do stuff. Um, Sweet.poison underscore says, understand if you're alone by choice or if you're really alone. And I think that's a really big deal, too. So, like I said, that goes back to knowing what sector of loneliness you fall under and what it is that you may need to kind of fill that void. A underscore Deja says, it's just temporary. Definitely depends on the situation, too. So, I couldn't agree more. All right, guys, so question two was, have you ever been lonely or experienced loneliness? And literally, okay, so 96% says yes, and 4% says not really. But I'm going to correct that because that's based on what the poll said. But the person who voted on that 4% or the person who who um contributed to that no, not really, DM'd me and was like, no, they're wrong. So literally, that would have been 100% saying that. You guys have been lonely or felt loneliness in, in some capacity. And that is huge. I don't think I've ever had 100% on any poll that I've ever done. So that goes to show that like it's super normal. We all go through things. So I followed up with that question. If yes, please elaborate because I would love to know like what moments or what t- different things may have triggered certain people. So big underscore underscore LG says all of the above. Like I listed some things. So <laughs> that's funny. Um, Jasmine J says... School with feeling like no one really understands the mental challenge. Sis, you want to talk about a cluster mind fuck? I am with you on that. Oh, I used to get so mad just because nobody could understand. And I couldn't, I, I couldn't let it off on nobody. So literally, I just felt trapped in all of that. Um, Queen Re underscore says, losing my dog, moving out of state and feeling misunderstood. I completely, completely can relate to the moving out of state, feeling misunderstood. You know, I've never really been that much of a pet mom, but I know people are super duper attached to their animals. And it's crazy because I've never really wanted a dog more than I've wanted like right now in this moment. Of course, I want a house before I can get a dog or a larger place, but I can only imagine. So thank you for sharing that. Um, Aunt Unlimited says not being invited to mutual friends events. I could definitely understand that feeling outcasted, feeling like you're intentionally left out. Or even if you were, even if, if it wasn't intentional, sometimes it still makes you feel away and it, and it, and it hurts. Um, ambitious girl says being on deployments out at sea with no means to communicate to home. Whew. 
shout out to you. Thank you for your service, one. And I know, like, granted, I am not in the military, nor have I ever been, nor do I have a parent or anything where I've had to, like, directly go through that. But I deeply empathize, and especially for you guys who are at sea, when you guys are under those six months and back up, and it's just a lot. Any deployment where you're away from home, where the only thing you can do is focus on work and not really you have limited communication, could be extremely triggering. And I would love to say that this woman who said this is also a mother. You know what I'm saying? So I could only, oh, I could only imagine. So shout out to you, Britt, for your strength. I think that's super duper dope. Um, Naturally underscore Seradia says, feeling alone with the baby I didn't feel adequately prepared for. Relinquishing my freedom of adulthood and always me first when you was the, when she was the only child sitting with the baby and never really ever having a maternal bond feels lost. Woo! Woo! Ooh! That is a deep one. But you know what? You were so direct in your approach. You were so transparent in the things that you said. Let's me know that you're aware. And admitting is the first step. So my strength and my love goes to you. I'm praying for you. And you got this, girl. You got this. And you're you're doing just fine. We talk. You need somebody. You let me know. You're doing just fine. And I'm so proud of you. Um, Queen underscore life says, 93 says, mine would be to see people with their significant other. And I'm like, damn, where is mine? Sis. Yours probably somewhere with mine. Lost. Confused. But that that singleness piece is really a thing. Especially when you're surrounded by people who always have partners. And what I mean partners, I don't necessarily mean in relationships. It could be you got a you got a sneaky link. You got a piece. You got a little somebody. You got somebody to text, DM, FaceTime. You got somebody to lay your head on. You got somebody to rub your butt. Like, like I ain't got none of that. I ain't got none of that. And I'm pretty sure there's people around, but I don't want none of them. I don't want none of them. Like, it's just like, mm. so I feel you on that one. So it's like, especially seeing other people with their significant others all the time. Like, that's so irritating. Not irritating, but like, damn, it's like, I'm happy for you. But like, damn, F me, right? Sweet.poison underscore says, starting young, I felt alone. You left and that feeling just never went away. Wow. So this is my sister, y'all. Um, You as in me. I left home to go to college and she said the feeling just never went away. And <sighs> yeah, that that was something, boy. I love you. You know that? I love you to death. And I hate that that went down the way it did. But, you know, we're adults now. You know, that's years ago and we're past that. But like, I can imagine, you know, you feeling that when you were younger. I completely can, can understand that, you know, all things considered. But yeah, no, especially shout out, shout out to all the babies. I'm not really not a fan of, of the babies of sibling groups, but shout out to y'all. You know what I'm saying? Who, when y'all siblings are gone, it's just y'all. And it's like, dang, like now you're the only child, but you grew up as the only child. So I can get it. It can definitely be a culture shock. Um, Big Moody says, I was in a season of finding myself and wanted to do things that make me happy. And that's super real. When you find yourself and trying to understand what it is that you love and you like, that can be a lot. Like, and you going through moments of loneliness because you're trying to understand what it is that you don't like. You're unlearning things. You know what I'm saying? You're diving into new places and new spaces of yourself and how you're affected, how things affect you. So I think that's super dope. A underscore Deja says, you already know, but I may move out of state to, ooh, ah, don't let me know where you're going. Don't let me know. Listen, I'm all for that. We're going to definitely talk. Um, Pointer My Way says, was at the crib during Thanksgiving dolo alone one year. 
I could, I could, I could imagine. I could only imagine how that, how that felt. Like, I just hope that you ate good. You know what I'm saying? If anything, hope that you ate good. But that, that's triggering. You know, that's triggering stuff like that. I had to work Thanksgiving when I worked at the news station. Like, that was one of the things I knew that I was going to have to give up my holidays. Thankfully, I was in Norfolk. So I was able to get off when I worked the morning shift. So I was able to get off and drive home. But I had to come back to work because I worked on that, that Black Friday. So just that hustle and bustle of career, you know what I'm saying? Not being able to go home for holidays. Like I completely, completely understand that. And S-S-P-O-O-L. God, girl, you always get me tripping off this daggone Instagram name. Because what does it mean? What does it mean? All right, S-S-P-O-O-L-L says, living with my bestie and she has a boyfriend. Ugh, ugh. I do not want to be nobody's third wheel. So I completely get that. Yikes. That's tough. And, and back to what Queen underscore life 93 says, just trying to figure out where is your significant other? Like, dog, like what is going on? Like, <laughs> I can't be the only one losing here. All right, so we're going to go ahead and go to our last question, which is question four. Which method do you prefer? Being a loner. Right. And we're reverting back to the episode earlier, being a loner, enjoying your alone time more than you enjoy being in social spaces with other people or having alone time. And what we got was 81% said having alone time and 19% said being a loner. So a small percentage of people, you know what I'm saying, who would just rather be alone and enjoy their alone time, being in spaces by themselves, being able to think whether that's mentally, emotionally or physically. And then 81% said having a long time. Like, I don't necessarily need to always be alone, but a long time is extremely important. And I respect it. So thank you guys for class participation. Let's go ahead and get ready to wrap up this episode. And we are back. So class participation was always great. There was one person that I did forget to um to mention and it is run tell underscore that um she dm me personally because the message was longer than um the little text box so she has said that uh oh it was question three which was um if you've ever felt loneliness please elaborate and she had put move-in day for college when my family left me after helping me move in i felt so alone in an unfamiliar unfamiliar place with unfamiliar people experiencing something i've never done before and I had to do it by myself, not to mention my B-Day was at 12 p.m. or 12 a.m. midnight. So I was happy to see my sisters come back for 20 minutes to wish me happy birthday. And that gave me the strength to keep going and showed me that I, that though I was lonely, they were never too far. And I had to take that journey alone because there was no one in my family who went to college and could have prepared me for what I was walking into. I had to be the example for the next person. I was so full for you for always being there. Oh, I was so thankful. Ah! I was so thankful for you for always being there and contributing to making my freshman year a year I will never forget. Ah! You know what's crazy? When I read that the first time, I didn't, I don't remember the part at the bottom. Like you thanking me. But no, and it's crazy. So in her saying that, guys, um, in that moment of loneliness, like she came in my senior year. Yeah, you came in my senior year because by that time we were on the fifth floor. Yep, we were on the fifth floor, and that year, yo, I was over it. So, but it goes to show that, like, you never know what type of experience you're creating for other people. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't want to be in Towers that year again because they put me back in Towers. I thought maybe I was old enough to maybe evolve to the suites, whatever. But your purpose is always larger. You know what I'm saying? You don't understand, like, and what people don't understand, shout out to the Towers, shout out to the T. 
you know, Babbitt Smith, North and South, Gate 3. You know where to find me. You already know how I feel about that building. But either way, um, one thing about that is that, like, you know, my purpose was to be in the towers, period. Like, even with working there, there, there was no other place that I felt like I could have served my purpose much larger and stronger to the capacity that I was able to do in towers, especially being an RA. So I am happy I was able to like contribute to that. And then we had a great year. So, and thank you for being the first to do that. Um, Peanut, I appreciate you doing that. Cause now what she didn't mention two guys is that her sister came to college like a few years right after her. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes we have to be the one to set that example. And we have to be the one to conquer the fear in the dark or to conquer that loneliness or go through those motions so that way we can coach the next one on how to do it. And that kind of brings me to my, my closing point. Tillman had said something really great. Um, and uh, I want to say question one where I was talking about, and I said I was going to come back to it in closing the episode, but I didn't share. Um, I don't feel like I did a great enough job on this episode sharing that the positivity that can come with being alone. You know what I'm saying? Or the things that come with being alone. Like, I'm pretty sure you guys have heard that quote or um, have seen that quote where it's like, you know, um, it was dark, but it wasn't, you know, whatever. I don't even know what the joke said, but like I was being planted. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't being buried. I was being planted. And sometimes that's where it starts. So in, in situations where you're alone, sometimes God separates you for those people who are religious. Sometimes God separates you. So that way you could only have the influence of him, right? So some, I, I said earlier in the episode that like it'd be moments or times where like you're around other people or you're, you're so eager to be around other people. You're so eager to feel love. You're so eager to feel accepted and wanted and understood or touched on or whatever that like sometimes it's forceful. We don't even know unknowingly sometimes it's forceful and it shouldn't be like that. It, it should not be forceful. We shouldn't be places and spaces that we do, that we shouldn't feel comfortable being in. You know what I'm saying? Places that we forced our way into just to feel accepted or just to feel, feel that void or to feel, you know what I'm saying? Like you're not alone by yourself, but sometimes that's what God wants. Sometimes he wants you to be alone. So the only person you can really listen to is yourself and him. The only person you got to focus on or to, to, Lord, just slow down. I get excited sometimes. Or the only person who can influence your actions is him and yourself. He wants you to be alone. You're being planted. You're not being buried. You know what I'm saying? And like Brittany said, like these moments do not last forever. Like they just said, these moments do not last forever. You're not just going to be so don't sulk in these moments. Love your level yourself. Like take these moments of, of loneliness that like you listen, life is full of hills and valleys. You know what I'm saying? If you want a valley, you coming up on a hill. And that's why I feel so hard. You know what I'm saying? And if you want to heal, you stay on that hole until they don't start sloping down. You know what I'm saying? But life is just full of ups and downs and plateaus, flatline moments. Well, you know, where everything is cool, coasting, things are going good. Or maybe cool, coasting in moments of comfortability where now shit about to get shaken up. You about to hit a hill or you about to, you about to hit a hill or you about to hit a valley. You know what I'm saying? So that was pretty cool. So thank you for sharing that little peanut. I appreciate you. And Tillman, thank you for shedding light on that. Like loneliness does not always have to be moments of darkness. They could be moments of growing moments of, I'm going to use this time to, to write. I'm going to use this time in my moments of loneliness. That's when I'm start, I start digging in, digging in, diving for some episodes. You know what I'm saying? And in my moment of loneliness, I've been able to create this, this podcast episode, create content and write content to distribute to you guys, all my classmates 
who may be able to distribute it to other people, who may be able to internalize this and take it for what it is that you need for you to know that you're not the only one who feels this way. So with all that being said, take advantage of our good moments, our bad moments, and just make them better. You know what I'm saying? So if the moment is great, let's stay in that. Let's bask in that. Let's, let's make it stronger. If the moment is not so great, then let's find ways to dig to get out of that. So class is officially wrapped up. So thank you guys for tuning in always, episode 13. I can't wait to get you guys episode 14. Continue to like my post. Continue to show love. Share this with your friends. Share this with people who may be going through loneliness or people who may need this going through whatever they just went through. You know what I'm saying? Whatever they're going through in the moment. It's the end of the year. Send it to your single friend. Send it to your friend who lives alone. Send it to your friend who lives out of state. Like, you never know how things like this can help other people. And love you guys always. Class is officially dismissed.